Ladies and gentlemen, this is the newest episode of the Star Road Podcast. Tyler, how are you today? Sterling, it's been a long two weeks, it feels like. Definitely, Does it man. feel that way to you? Yeah. We no, haven't really, really talked does. that much in the last couple weeks. Uh, so this podcast, I feel like, is almost going to be like a catch-up on top of all the other usual programming. Definitely. We actually haven't had too much time catching up, you know. Definitely. So pretty excited for that. But yeah, man, really excited for this episode. We got a lot of great stuff to talk about. Uh, first and foremost being the Kirby review. I mean, let's just come out and say it. This was something that we were extremely hype on, extremely like excited for the release of. And it's finally here. We finally have spent a good amount of time playing it and we're gonna really dive into it this episode definitely man i'm looking forward to it the game is fantastic uh, it really is it, i think it's even more than i think i expected i would agree with that and i was expecting a lot you know but uh <laughs> you get a feeling from this it's kind of similar to bringing diamond and shine and pearl when you get on it you feel like you're home absolutely i was thinking about that earlier how these these games come out and that's when you know, like when you hop on, you just feel, you know, like you're in a place you belong, basically. You know? It just feels natural. You pick it up feels and you natural. need no further explanation. Yeah. We have a lot more news today than usual. I got to say that. Yeah, it's been a it's been a chock full. It's been a chock full couple of weeks, and I feel like we're going to see that more and more. Once we start to get into the summer, that's when we start seeing announcements for the holidays and everything like that really start ramping up. So I think these next few news segments are going to be pretty fun for the next few episodes. Oh yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be constant catch up, you know, definitely. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to going through that. The top five is really something that I, I brought to Tyler as an idea. And I think we're, we're going to roll with it and we're going to start up, uh, a Star Road Hall of Fame. I can't wait. We're basically going to put five games apiece into the Hall of Fame, and uh, we're going we're gonna to do it in installments, basically. Yep. This is just volume one. So uh, bas- basically, this is the, uh, how did I put it to you earlier? Like the, the pantheon of our collective gaming. Definitely, you know? dude. Mix of uh, so, what we love with what we know is great and historic. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is coming out the gate going to be a lot older. Definitely. For me, I, like I said, it it's all, I think, pre-2000. I think my oldest game is very early 2000s. Or my new, sorry, my newest game is, is early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's exciting to get that rolling. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what you have on round one you know because the first five is it's a big five dude you could probably pick four out of the five or all five in your first six or seven guesses for me i had like 13 games down and i think three of them were just absolute no-brainers and then i was sweating the last two don't expect these to be games we've never talked about before that's the that's the complete opposite that's the complete opposite of what we're going for yeah you, you could listen to Two, any three episodes. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> any episode and hear at least one of, you know, probably between the two of us, probably like on average, we probably talk about like three to five of these 10 games, like 
per episode. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah. But like I said, with 10 minutes of you just focusing, I think you could put my five together. But Definitely. I'm looking forward to doing the top five. And then we'll have this this arsenal building up, you know. That's right. And uh, it's going to be cool to, I don't know how often we'll do it, but I mean, hey, uh, we will always have that, you know. Yep. Really excited for that. So let's get into the news. This is something uh, I mentioned to you this morning. I actually didn't, I didn't catch a YouTube trailer. Usually when we get these announcements for anything Switch Online related, you get a trailer on YouTube. Uh not this time. I actually noticed on the Switch Online tab on the Switch. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I saw Mario Golf coming 414 on N64. And uh, and I thought back and I remember, yeah, we were talking about it as if it was already on. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were getting and, mixed up with the tennis. Um, and we got our wires crossed, man. But I got to tell you the first thing I thought about. Uh, 414. We're getting Mario Golf on N64. I can't wait to play that with you. Yeah, man, we've been playing golf still. I mean, it's never, it never goes steady, away. Steady on Super Rush. Definitely. Hasn't, hasn't lost momentum. So it, it's cool that we can actually play this online as if you were here. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And we're I mean, this is one of the best inclusions I think they could have made for us. Yeah, we're going to talk about question. it a, a little bit later, but I have been playing tennis a lot. So uh, this... I feel like I'm right in the right mindset to start playing this already. Been playing the 64 tennis, been playing Super Rush. So this is going to slot in perfectly. And I literally, I played the N64 Mario Golf like a month ago. That's right. You bought the, is that one that you have in Japanese? Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. I got it for like 10 bucks, man. That's awesome. I don't know if I've ever played the N64 version before. You got to look into the Japanese N64 games. They're they're very affordable, bro. Yeah, man. I could see that being something you'd be heavily into. I mean, I got I got crystal shards for like twelve bucks. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and and I think you are correct. I was actually playing crystal shards for a while uh, recently. I don't think there is any text in that game. I don't think there's a single piece At of all. text after I don't you think get out of the a menu. Single, nope. Not and at all. Numbers are numbers are numbers. They just are what they are. You know that that's a perfect game to get in Japanese yeah. and get the same experience. It's, in, it's, it's the top one of games to get in Japanese just in, for no that question. sheer like because you got Animal Forest as well and that's amazing. But oh yeah, it's but un, it's borderline unplayable if you don't know at least some Japanese, right? I mean that's going to be or have some sort of translation tool available to you. Yeah, you can marvel at the music and the graphics and you could walk around and even even see what, you know, residents you have or whatever, you know. Yep. And you can probably play through. You could probably play through at least the beginning part of the story, too. Um, just from knowing it like by heart, knowing the the order of options, you know, Uh, but it's definitely not ideal. No, but something like Kirby Crystal Shards, like. It just blows me away thinking about, like, there's no difference. Like, there's literally no reason. Once you hit one player, like, there's no text from that point. Yeah. Not to to kill the high, but we got some bad news from Nintendo. But it's okay news because we like the upfront approach to marketing with their, you know, with the games they do. Uh, but Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed. 
Yep. Until spring 2023. You hate to see it, but you could have guessed it was coming at the same time because they've been very quiet about it. You know, they sort of let us know that they were, you know, planning to release it towards the end of this year. Not going to happen now at this point, but I would much rather. I mean, you know, you have the same sentiment. Everyone feels the same way that's in the know. Like I would 10 times prefer them take their time and make it as good as they can rather than rushing it out. Definitely. I would have loved to have had Metroid Prime 4 by now, but I actually think it was, I always talk about how bold of a move it was that they shit canned the entire project, the whole project and just started over swap. Yeah. Swap devs and just started over. That's such a bold move. Yeah. You think about the resources they put into it. And the time, and then you think about hitting the delete button. I mean, that's that's huge, dude. I have but, a but big I, theory that I haven't talked to you yet that I think that uh, Prime 4 is going to come out this holiday. That's going to be the that's going to be the hot FPS for a minute. I think this summer they're going to announce it for this holiday season. That's my that's my Star Road prediction from tyler i'll put my name on that i hope you're right i really do we'll see how soon they follow up after dread i think dread was a great holdover no question no question you you own dread don't you i do i've played through the first couple levels i'm still working my way through it there's a big backlog that i am working on that's something we'll talk about in gaming and pickups i am working on my backlog actively so i I, am too i will get to it and and the thing about it is that stops me from demolishing these new releases, right? Mm-hmm. Because you already are in the midst of shit that you're currently playing. That's correct. And I am so taking triangle on... strategy got held up, and then uh, you know RCS even got held up. Yeah, I played a lot of triangle strategy last podcast cycle. This time around, I have not played it much. I'm still stuck on one fight. Uh, I have, I don't think I've played it since. Since I talked about it last podcast, there's one fight that I'm just not having much success with. I think I need to grind the squad a little bit before I can really reliably beat it. Oh, shit. The same one. Yeah, I haven't. Pl- I don't know if I've actually played it at all since then. Yeah, I played a little bit since then, but I actually think you're further than me. Yeah, I think it's one, one of those games. I feel like I'm at home when I play it. No question. Like we like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a cozy. It's a cozy place to be for sure. Definitely. But the delay on Breath of the Wild 2, we have no problem with it. Take your time. We'll see what happens. These things happen, right? Definitely. Uh, Shout out to Nightmare Reaper, officially out of early access as of the the 28th of March. Yeah, I think last episode you talked about just having beaten the content that's available. Is that right? I had beaten the available content a while back. So I was kind of just sitting... You know, like at the end of a finished save file, it was like, oh, thanks for playing. Like, so yeah, is there more content screen. now for you to play? Oh, yeah. There's like a whole new chapter and all kind of new elements to the game. When I, when I hopped on after I saw the announcement that it was out of early access, it, it's like being on, uh, you know, an overhauled game. I mean, it's totally different now, kind of. That's awesome. You know, like the skill tree and everything's completely changed and uh, things like that. 
And then there's like a double the achievements on Steam. Now there's like almost 200 achievements on it. I was like, oh shit. Like I almost had the game completed before. Now I got it like half completed. Nice. You know? That's awesome though. Yeah, definitely. So I'm looking forward to hopping back on that. Uh, we got a Quake add-on. We They've been doing these very low key. They don't really announce these things on like the Steam uh, developer, you know, like that feed you get when you follow a game. Mm-hmm. They don't really, they announced the Honey one, but then they didn't really announce many others. Like it was Honey and then uh, 64. And then the other ones that came in between, kind of just no mention of it. They were just in the game. Yeah. Like, you know, when I would check, if I didn't check, I actually wouldn't even know about them. But from time to time, I'll hop on quick and just check the add-ons just to see because they don't say anything. Uh, But we got one called Terra from 2005. This was made by same guy who did Honey. Uh, a level designer at Machine Games, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, it, it's inspired by Doom. I I fired into it. And I didn't play it for too too long. I didn't have a lot of time when I fired into it. But when I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh shit! Let me see what's up with this." But apparently, the combat in this is inspired by Doom. So you know we're interested. Definitely, Quake, Doom, Happy Place, hundred uh, percent. My question is. Are we getting Quake for Sega Saturn next? Because that's when I'm going to feel complete. I want to play Sega Saturn Quake with a mouse and keyboard. That'd be really interesting. And that's all I want. Uh, Especially after finishing uh, Power Slave. Mm -hmm. Since they had so much, you know, like that was the engine that was on, built on for the Saturn. So, you know, that might be really cool to play that if it's true to the original engine and it still having that. You know, I think it was called the Slave Driver engine. Yeah, definitely, dude. I haven't forgotten about these boomer shooters. I don't want you to think that I'm not interested. Oh, it's man. It's just part I, of the massive backlog. Yeah, no. Well, we're going to talk about gaming and pickups. <laughs> uh, but the last thing on the news is basically some April Fool's Day gaming-related things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Among Us got a horse mode for one day. I didn't get the... I found out about this after, so I didn't actually get to partake. Uh, But apparently for one day, you could play as horses. Uh, So that was worth mentioning. Sure. A Short Hike, uh, a game that I've talked about frequently on here. Uh, They had a multiplayer mod Mm. uh, launched basically where when you hop on, everybody who's on, on the same island and everybody's just existing in the same space, you know, completing tasks and just playing the game. That's crazy. Just to, and, just um, to make that live like that. Yeah. And, and, and it's only, uh, live for, I think four more days. He said it was, they were going to keep it up for two weeks mm-hmm. and then take the server down. But I think you can, there actually is like fan servers. You can make your own server or something. That's awesome. No communication or anything like that, but I thought it was really cool to see other people playing and just yeah. kind of, like I said, you know, coexisting, on the mountain and everything. Uh, but we did get a very real announcement on the 1st of April, and it was not a prank. And that is Rivals of Aether 2. Really a excited pretty, when you sent me this trailer, man. A pretty big deal, if you know anything about the podcast at all. Yeah. Uh, it looks, it looks you, incredible. I wanted to ask you, yeah, what did you think when... when you watched the trailer, like when you saw this. I feel extremely inclined to try it. it. It definitely gives off a big smash vibe. I mean, that, you know, there's no secret that that's the sort of feeling that they're trying to emulate, right? It's not like they're copying everything, 
you know, copying, pasting from Smash. All the characters have their own complete unique mechanics and everything. But the inspiration is clearly there. The inspiration is there. And that was evident in the 2D version in the first game. Um, But now it's even twofold being in 3D. It looks gorgeous. I mean, it looks absolutely fantastic. So I'm very excited. I'll be picking this up, you know, for sure. And uh, excited to play it with you and see if I can get good at it. Oh, man. Well, if you're picking it up, we'll be playing it because I'm going to play the shit out of this. Like I said, I'm very familiar with the first one. So watching the combat, it seems very true to the roots. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to playing this. Like I said, I play Zetterburn personally. I was watching the Zetterburn gameplay. Doesn't look like there's any tweak to the moveset. Raster looks the same. It pretty much just looks like a 3D polished version of the 2D game. And I feel like people will hop on a two and still play the first one. And I think it's a perfect marriage, right? Like people play Melee and Ultimate. Myself, uh, yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. 2024 is a ways off. So I'm sure the game's going to look even better by then. I mean, this is just what they're showing us, you know. Yeah, that's a long but, lead uh, time on that. But how about we get into gaming and pickups and keep the program rolling, Tyler? That sounds good, man. Do you want to start? I can start. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to bring up something first and foremost about a game we've talked about recently. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Okay. Now, I've done a complete 180 since we first talked about this, and I said I had, I think I might have been uh, quoted saying minimal interest. That's really. Yeah, I was surprised by that. And and I feel like as these trailers came out, I was starting to warm up to it. And I don't know, something just finally hit me, man. You said something about, oh, it's, you know, it's like whatever it was, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I, I watched the newest trailer and I was just like, you know what, dude, I went on Amazon and saw the physical was 10 bucks more with the leg strap and the big box. I said, you know what? Fuck it, dude, I'm on board. So I did pre-order that and I'm looking forward to that very much, dude. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun, man. I love Wii sports. I mean, as we all do, right. That's no question. Um, So I'm excited for it for the social aspect of it, right? Like, you know, I have people over semi, no, I don't know about frequently, but occasionally, right? Um, And I feel like that is the perfect thing to break out at a moment's notice and just get in some some sports. Like everybody's familiar with the concept because of Wii Sports. So that is what entices me the most. And the fact that they're coming out with a golf, I could just see that being a regular thing for me and you that is i mean that's a given when when the golf is out that's going to be a common thing for me if there's a ladder or any kind of competitive (laughs) on there you're going to be trying for the for the top spot huh i I don't know about the top spot but i'm going to be playing ranked like for sure yeah no but i mean they could really wind up making a solid golf game dude that we really just get on and exclusively play golf for a while you know do you ever play Wii sports resort i'm not sure if i specifically played resort i mean you've seen it on summoning salt of course absolutely i mean i've played Wii sports a handful of times and i'll never i don't ever know if it was resort or not i've just played so many i mean both of those golf games are are 
great for what they are. Like, I have no question in my mind that that the Switch Sports iteration will be also quite good. And the fact that it's coming out later than everything else is mildly, like, irritating for me, right? Because that's the the feature I would most be interested in. But it doesn't treat me to make me think that they're putting a lot into it. And they're not just going to release some busted version and fix it later. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, willing to be patient, but I love my def- golf. Absolutely. But I, I just wanted to mention, I did pre-order that physically. And uh, they, it's a, it's going to be like five days after the next episode. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about it after it comes out. I don't know if you're getting it day one, but I haven't you are, decided could, yet. If you decide to, we can definitely get into all the sports on there, you know. Definitely, dude. And see what's up. But as far as shit I've been playing, Doom Eternal, I'm playing on the PC. I played through a lot of it on the Switch, and now I just kind of started fresh and just at the end of the game on PC. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, still grinding just all through the Grand Prix, getting all the three stars, you know. Loving the courses every time I play them. Mario Golf. I mean, I, every now and then I just get on Super Rush, man. I mean, you know what it is. It's just that any time's a good time. Yeah, you said you got your uh, Yoshi costumes unlocked. Yep, and you did as well, right? Yep, this month was three Yoshis, the uh, light blue, orange, and pink, right? Yep. Yep, and the... And it's, uh, and, and it's so funny, but yeah, that was part of the news, uh, or should have been, but... Um, these Yoshis are special to me because I actually played as the baby blue and the pink one in Yoshi story. Yep. And the pink Yoshi, besides the crafted Yoshi, because I love that one too. But mm-hmm. other than that, that one, which I do semi-frequently, uh, pink Yoshi is my go-to on Smash. And I, I absolutely love how he looks. So really excited to play with, uh, play with the pink Yoshi on Super Rush. Really, really yeah, excited man. for it. And it's even better because I think we both missed the first round of Yoshi costumes, right? That was the only one oh, we missed. I hate... But this dude, makes I, that it okay. It me so much, dude. This makes it okay because now we, uh, now we have at least a Yoshi costume to play with, right? I'm just at a place where I would never not miss one. We've been like that for a while. We, we might not have been like that at first or like really in the know, but now that I know what's up, dude, I wouldn't ever miss yeah, we, one. We were a little late to the party on it, but that's okay. Yeah. We, we at least okay. have some Yoshi costumes now. It does make it better, especially because it, it's ones that we like a lot. Definitely. Uh, but you know I've been playing Kirby. I mean, I know that's, that's yeah, part of Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Same here, and we're going <laughs> to talk about that more on the review, obviously. Uh, I'm I'm always picking up, you know, boomer shooters and things of the nature. We've talked about them a lot recently. Uh, the next one I want to get into is Blood. I've never played all the way through Blood, but I got Fresh Supply on Steam, and I'm going to run through that. Okay. I have to finish Eternal first, though. Mm-hmm. I'm right at the end of Doom Eternal. Nice. You've been playing that on PC? Yes. Nice. Love it. That's awesome. one of the best shooters of all time, man. I did. Uh, I actually pre-ordered Chrono Cross, the uh, Radical Dreamers edition ahead of time. And that just came out, I think, three days ago. That's awesome. Yeah, have, I've, I've been seeing some of the Chrono games going on and off sale as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Chrono Trigger I saw on sale recently. 
uh, it's funny because like, I pre-ordered on Switch and then I saw that it was on Steam and I was like, oh shit, man. I wonder if I should have got it for the Steam Deck. I went to the reviews. Glad I didn't. A lot of people doing a lot of complaining. On Chrono Cross? Yes, about the PC, about just the version on PC, just yeah. issues. Uh, pretty, you know, the, the presence of negativity was there. So I was like, oh, I think I made the right decision because I don't think the Switch is going to have any issues running the game. No. I mean, all, all these ports run on the Switch as intended, you know. Yeah, I know that some of these RPGs, like the ports have varying levels of... Um, authenticity to the UI or to the engine, right? Like sometimes they don't always stay fully true to, to the, the original game in some ways. Mm -hmm. So like with some of these final fantasy ports that we've seen and stuff, some of the engines are a little bit wonky sometimes. Yeah. But I, for the most part, I mean, any, any of these square Enix ports of these older games that you've gotten on switch on i haven't switch, come across yeah. any issues definitely you know? yeah i'm but talking about PC, on pc yeah definitely uh, i picked up a 2d game called axiom verge i've had interest in i saw on sale for 5.99 on the switch looking forward to get into that and the halo master chief collection bro mm -hmm. finally picked it up on steam for 15.99 uh, i think that sale's still running but that's kind of a no-brainer, $15.99 for the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, I picked it up when uh -huh. it was on sale for that, I think, previously. We might have even talked about it on the 3 shop. Yeah. But how about you, man? I got a long list this time. I've been really varying up the uh, the gaming in the last two weeks. Um, and, and the retro. That's what I'm liking about this shit is uh, Tyler's been really amping up on the influx of retro yeah we'll talk about that that's going to be my last mention um okay first thing i want to get out of the way pokemon ultra sun uh this is a game that my fiance very kindly got me for last christmas um because i was kind of running her through my physical pokemon game collection and uh mentioned that the ultra games were one of the only things i didn't have access to and um, she went and picked it up for me and I never really played it because I had played Sun, never really got into Ultra Sun or anything like that. Um, after she picked it up for me, never really had time. But I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to pop it in, start a new save file. Like when I played Sun originally, I really blasted through the game without, you know, without taking the normal time you would expect us to take, right? We would typically really try and explore the game to its fullest, and I didn't do that because around the time that game came out, my mentality was a little bit different with Pokemon than it was previous or it is now. So all that being said, I'm on the second island. I'm absolutely loving the game. I think it's incredible. Um... A lot of nice upgrades from the Sun and Moon base games. Um, and yeah, just been loving playing through that, man. It, it's been great. I'm an Alolan boy. I mean, I love Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Love them. Yeah. So um, I think that's fantastic. Kirby, obviously, I wrote down, but we, as we mentioned, are going to be talking about that very shortly. Um, Mario Golf, I got my Yoshis as well. Um just wanted to mention that I enjoyed, uh, I was playing Mario Golf while watching the Masters. 
um, which kind of yeah, happened. You told me that earlier. Yeah, it kind of happened unintentionally. Um, and then when I realized what I was doing, I was like, this is kind of strange. But I rolled with it and uh, I'm glad I did. It was kind of an interesting feeling because I'm hearing the, you know, these these pros shooting and the crowd, you know, sort of applauding them and everything. And I'm like, yeah, like they're applauding for me. Like <laughs> <laughs> You're in the middle of your own golf endeavor. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I am Tiger Woods, but I'm also Boo. Anyway. It kind of raises the stakes, though. A little a bit, yeah. So I really because then you that. have those those tense moments where everything's silent, also, and you're probably taking your shot, you know. Exactly. So that was a pretty unique experience. Um, <laughs> pretty silly, but I, I had fun. I had fun with that. Um, I actually have played um, some rock band guitar the oh, last couple shit. weeks. We talked about rock band what? not that long ago, and it made me really want to play it. So. Um, I busted everything out finally uh, and got got Rock Band 4 on the PS4 going. And uh, That is so funny. That, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. That's so funny, though. You know, I literally just took the strings off my guitar to restring it for the first time in like a year and a half, nice. dude. That's awesome. So that's weird, weird timing. Kind of. I don't equate rock bands to real, you know, musicianship in any you way. You know, I, I, of course, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. But I've been enjoying your, it. Your it's guitar, just a nice, my guitar. It's a nice dexterity workout for my hands. Um, you know what I mean? That's that's what I really was craving was just that sort of like dexterous movement with my left hand. So um, you need to get ring fit, bro. I do want that. I do want that. I, I am interested in that for sure. Boy, that shit. It like it like adapts to you, right? That's awesome. So, I think it adapted to me, you know, like when it's like, oh, squeeze the ring in as hard as you can. I'm, I'm you know, I'm using my big arms, just squeezing it right in as hard as I can. Yeah. So I think it's like, okay, we got you. That's how hard you can squeeze. Now do it 60 times. Yeah. <laughs> while you're squatted. Oh, and man. it punishes. Yeah, man. That, that shit really uh, is punishing. That's but awesome, though. Hey, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else you got for us, brother? I played some Tony Hawk 1 and 2 on the Switch. Cool. Um, I was playing that handheld with the Hori D-pad. Oh. That was nice. That was a really nice, like, PS2 feeling of just, like, the using Pikachu the D-pad. One, huh? That's the one you got? Say what? The Pikachu Hori D-pad? Right here. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Could not recommend it more. Did you actually pick up the Tony Hawk game or no? I haven't. Oh, man. I think you would really enjoy it. I think I'm lacking, yeah. But yeah, the Hori D-pad, that was, that was next level. Highly recommend. Um, oh, man. The Hori D-pad, shout out. Yep. Yep. And I was... Hori's been doing big things for a lot longer than we realize. Definitely. Absolutely. But I'm, I, I could be wrong, but I think Hori is behind the Super Game Boy. I could be wrong, but I think that that's the case. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. We'll get to that. But uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I played some Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. You got that for me for my birthday not too long ago. Um, Amazing game. Yeah. Really awesome. Like very difficult. Amazing. Very difficult as as advertised, right? Like I knew that going into it, that was the reputation for the game. And that's what you want from a DKC game. Like that stays very true that, to the country games. That's what you look for is difficulty. Yep. So 
Um, really excited to keep playing it. I only played the first few levels, um, but really nice game. Can't wait to see what they do with that 2D Donkey Kong franchise next for an actual like polished full Switch release. Like just just do it, man. Just just put it out. Give us DK in the Forgotten Land, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop teasing us. It doesn't have to be Even, 3D. I can I'm happy without a full 2D game. Yeah, me too. I'm happy with another tropical freeze, but uh, I'd also be happy with even just like a levels from a world map type of game like, you know, Forgotten Land. Definitely, dude. Um, I started playing a little bit of Mario Tennis on the 64 online. I mentioned that earlier. Um, I've been playing the tournaments a little bit, trying to win those. Man, that game's hard. Like the, the oh, AI on I, that game is no joke. Like it, I overcame when I was younger, but I got to tell you, dude. I had some asshole clinchers with the AI in that game when I was a kid. Yeah, I lost a lot of times. I'm not even going to front. Like, And that match point music is not fucking around. Yeah. So anytime you want to play tennis, man, I'm, I'm like primed up and ready for it. Oh, definitely, man. You inspired me to get on and, and grind the characters out. Yeah. Because if, it, if one of us grinds the characters, then we both have access. That's a great point. Never thought about that. So think about it. Yeah, just get whoever get whoever's their two player. That's a pretty good, a pretty good idea, man. Um, yeah. I started back playing new Pokemon Snap. Wow. You know, I've thought about doing this from time to time, dude. Dude, they added content. I don't know if you knew this. But they added two entirely. Lay it on me, dude. They added two entirely new zones to the game. For I think it's post-game content because the, mm-hmm. the like when you launch the game, it like I hadn't launched the game since around the time it came out, which was coming up on a year ago. Um, but it it runs you through everything that's come out since the last time you launched the game, and for me it was like stickers two new levels new frames new this new this here's a gift here's a gift here's a gift and i was loving it man so i just jumped in and just kept playing straight through you know the next thing that i had going on but the game god it's so great it really really feels good i can't imagine a photography based game being better than this at any point in the future yep so I definitely have slept on that. It was on my backlog. I, I want to make progress on it, and I, I'm glad that I got some time on it recently, and I'm going to keep it up. But uh, yeah, definitely really jump cool, in man. there uh, when you can and at least take a look at what I'm talking about when it hits you with, like, 70 different unlocks as soon as you open the game. Every time I open my one of my cases to Switch games and I see new Pokemon Snap, I'm always like, I need to pop that back in. Yeah definitely soon um last but not least Mm. i had a few things transpire in the last few days um that long story short i have purchased a super nintendo entertainment center entertainment system not entertainment Entertainment center center. (sighs) i blew it a super nintendo and uh Got quite a few games already and a couple games coming. Um, Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country. I have Street Fighter 2, Mario Paint, 
And one other game with that the is mouse. Say with what? The mouse in the with the, the mouse, mouse in the, the mouse, mouse pad. pad. Yep. You've got to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty excited to to have that. Um, a you game genie, a super, and a Super Game Boy, and Super Mario All Stars. So that's what I'm starting out with. Fantastic. Pretty excited Ab- for it. Absolutely fantastic. The Super Game Boy is. Uh, it's just fantastic, man. Yeah, really excited to test everything out. Excited I to play Super Mario World in. as intended. Um, oh, yeah. I've mentioned before to you and probably on the podcast, like I'm not in love with the control, st- the control scheme on the Switch Online version. Um, I have some trouble with it, some difficulty. So mm-hmm. um, no excuses if I'm playing on the original hardware. I got to get on there and bust it out. Yeah, uh, but that's but it. Be the best, Super Nintendo. The best way. I got a few things already. The system itself and a couple of the games are still um, on route to being to me. And yeah, next episode I'll talk about actually playing it because I'm really excited. Excited to play some of these games. It's funny. I have a a CRT in my game room, and underneath it I have my 64 my GameCube, my NES, which I just got recently. And then there's like a big hole next to the NES that's just been completely unoccupied by anything. So it works perfectly. Absolutely. And, and I've accumulated so much shit, dude. Uh, I'm kind of living through you when you get these retro pickups, man, because it's, it's really hype. Yeah. Plus, it's unexpected of you, man. I would have never thought that, you know... Uh, the deal was sweet. I mean, I'll just put it. It was a no brainer to me. Yeah. An absolute no brainer of a pickup. Yeah. Basically, uh, but- I had the option to purchase a few items from a friend of a friend that had some stuff that they were willing to part with. I purchased a few of the select items. Um, and yeah, from there, I was like, OK, well, now I have a few games, so I need to buy the system. And I was able to get good deals on like the rest of the stuff that I wanted really kind of like, you know, shake loose a few different things on eBay and stuff like that. And oh, yeah, pretty dude. excited. Definitely, man. But, but we have a Kirby review to get into. Do. I don't know if you're ready we for do. it. <sighs> Kirby and the forgotten land. Where Tyler. to begin this... with this game, dude. It's it's absolutely magnificent. Let me just come right out the gate and say that I'm absolutely in love with this game. It's charming. The music is incredible. The graphics are beautiful. The gameplay is like simple, but not like dumbed down. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're reckless enough, you can start taking damage Definitely. left and right and in I, certain situations I just mean like in the sense of the controls are easy to understand but they don't feel super basic you know or anything like that um so yeah man how, how have you found the game i know we both have played through m- the first world and part of the second world and that's kind of where we're at at the moment um but we've, uh, got, I'm we've got all infatuated the infatuated with it i'm infatuated with the game I think it's absolutely fantastic. The the graphics, uh, like I said before, it's kind of got that Luigi's Mansion 3 polish on it. Definitely. Uh, the cutscenes and just uh, the, uh, some, of the, some of the things you see on here, 
it, incredible. You know what I mean? Kind of like whenever you were entering the mall, we said we were going to talk about the mall level. I would love the, to. And that really was a big marketing thing for this game. They really used that mall as a showcase, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what sticks out the most from the initial trailer and everything. Yeah, and the demo itself had a bit of a preview, not the full level we got. Uh, but just when I remember walking up and entering that mall, just the scale of everything around. Mm -hmm. And uh, just the way you move, it, it really is. Like if we've said it so many times, jokingly, not jokingly, Kirby Odyssey. That level feels but, more like it than any other. Because it, that, uh, it is more open-ended than, than most of the levels. Yeah, there there's... The game has shown so much potential for there to be upward depth, not just side to side or even forward and backward, but there's a lot of depth up and down. Mm -hmm. Multi-level stages and everything, like two tiers on the same yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, when, whenever you enter the mall and then you're you're coming up the escalator but you're looking the camera's looking down from overhead and then you realize that there's this branching surrounding walkway that really there's really nothing of, of any particular interest but it is a big wide traversable walkway and then the rest of the level's off to the right yep it the levels are not so streamlined that you're just zipping to the end no no there's a lot of side paths to investigate or like how yeah and the mall also showed like you, you can take different you can enter any of the different shop or storefronts and go to a different section of the level you haven't been before yep. i mean there, there's a lot of replayability and i think that's a big thing to bring up especially considering the mission objectives which is to me and you probably the biggest thing definitely that I mean, adds the most the most interesting gameplay Imagine if there was a Mario thing like this, where you had like New Super Mario Bros. 2 or, you know, any of the New Super Mario Bros. games, but there were these types of side quests. Yeah. Kill 10 Goombas with fireballs. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. just little tasks to complete in each level. I think that's an interesting concept. It. And I, I could see, especially a 3D Mario game, I could see them implementing that. I mean, they kind Bowser's Fury is like on the cusp because some of these star like some of these cat shines you have to do some really specific stuff and some of them are hidden in some of these really specific ways that are on the cusp of being like this right so I don't Kinda think it's like that the far stars off. that were yeah like the stars that were around the castle on Super Mario 64, like in sure, the castle yeah. itself, you know. Definitely. So, but th this is like named objectives that have a collectible associated. So it's a little bit different in that it's part of your completion of a certain stage to get all these collectibles. This, more on the, on the like Donkey Kong Country side where... You're, you don't have the level completed until you've gotten all these collectibles. Mm -hmm. It's just a little bit differently laid out. Yeah, you and also, uh, it's funny that you can breeze through them or you can collect everything. Mm -hmm. And I love that the first few levels in were kind of like no-brainers. You're going to unlock everything. Like, the way we play the games and the way the levels are designed, just bringing you in. You're not going to miss Not much. much. 
not going to miss much. But you start getting closer to the second second world and getting into the second world, you start realizing that these tasks are not obvious. No. I mean, really, they're question marked before you actually stumble upon even attempting what it is. Yeah, and I think that's the, stage, the coolest part. Beating the stage unlocks one description. So that's one thing yep. I found out is that, like, yeah. if, if, if you miss two of the hidden ones... You it only tells you what one of them is once you clear the yep. stage. So you're having to clear the, these stages three and four times to get all these objectives, which I actually like. I do too. And uh the mall, back to the mall. I mean, that's a perfect example. Like I said, I haven't eaten the four donuts yet. I mean, there's a specific path you obviously have to take mm-hmm. through uh the mall, I guess, to get the four donuts. That's correct. But I almost wonder if um, there's any of these that you would have to go back and do a second time where all of them, you can get them all in one go. That's what the mall made me wonder about the game. Not, you know, we haven't completed it, of course. We're reviewing it off of the presentation that's been laid on us with what we've played. Yeah. But it makes you, you know, it makes you wonder. You would have, I feel like you could, but it would be unlikely. Like Because you- one of the, one of those mission objectives is get through the mall without getting lost. Mm-hmm. Which so means I wonder if following like the diagrams and everything. Yeah, yeah. that you use the mouthful mode to expose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just a thought, but I mean, it, it's a thought that comes from a great idea. These objectives. Yeah, I think they added a lot with that. The very first, like the boss at the end of World One. We're not going to spoil too much, but um, of course, one of the objectives for that level is. Uh, to beat the boss taking no damage. Now that, when I read that, that's what gets me going, right? Something that's actually like, there's a skill, there's a skill ceiling to it. Um, that's what gets me really excited to play. Because, um, you know, of course, I'm sitting here uh, playing with my fiance. We're clearing it in co-op and everything. And Same. Then, that's how that's how I started playing it. And then we get we get to this level and something like this. It's strictly easier to do with one player to not take any damage, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. So we took turns trying it, and I was eventually able to get it. But it took me a good few tries, and uh, I love that man difficulty and and a skill ceiling in a game that has you know. Simple on its face. That's what we live for. And I think Nintendo has started to realize this and they've started to implement this where even in games that are intended to be family friendly, they add elements for people who are grinders, right? Who want to grind more difficult aspects. And it's almost like a hidden game mode where you have a, a much higher skill cap and I really, really like that. And I think they're doing a great job. Definitely. No question. And, um, on the subject of difficulty, it makes me want to talk about treasure road. Oh man. It's part and parcel with what we're talking about for sure. What a fantastic addition. It, it, what you were just talking about reminded me of the ninja speed runs mm-hmm. from super Mario maker two. Yep. You know, like a month, a monthly online competition for people who are serious about speedrunning Mario. Um, this has the, a similar concept built into the game. 
Yeah, of course. I don't know if there's leaderboards or anything like that. But at the same time, uh, I like that the times they give you, you know, I mean, like when you master it, you might you might get, you know, uh, there was a couple of, of a few seconds shaved off the time. But the times that they provide for you are, are pretty, pretty fair enough to give you a decent challenge, I think. There's a couple that I've had to try quite a few times. I mean, I'll just be honest, like the sword challenge in the second in the second world getting that time was really hard for me. That's um, that, that's one of them. The hammer challenge as well. That took me a few tries where you have to break the, yeah. you have to hit the switches and platform. Yeah. That was pretty tough as well to make time. I think they're, I really think they're designed to, to have to get familiar with, honestly. I, I don't, I don't think anybody's really jumping in first time wrecking that time. No, no question, but that's that what I enjoy. Some, I want to say yeah. you have to try it a few times. Oh yeah. I don't mind spending 20 minutes on, you know, figuring out a just a level like that. Because then when you get it and it's like, you know, one minute, four seconds, point nine, nine, eight. And you're like, oh, it's yeah. just like pure dopamine. Yeah, man, it's such a great addition. Uh, and the overworld map itself. Just beautiful. Just a great presentation. The way uh, as you complete these worlds, it just opens up more of it. Yeah, it reminds me of 3D World in that way, where the 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 overworld is very interactive. Yeah, and it's in it's it's like traversable in all directions. Mm-hmm. You gotta love that. Yeah. And it's just Kirby Kirby riding on a star. Sterling, I want to talk to you about Waddle D Town. I'm so glad you said that because that was my next point of entry on this review. This brings an element to the Kirby franchise that we've not had before. Something about leveling up power-ups and growing the feature set of the Waddle D Town and, and building up the infrastructure of the Waddle D Town. We love that. We absolutely we love, it. love it. Absolutely. And all, all mission objectives tie into saving them. Yeah. The more so. the more of these like Waddle Dee's you save, which is what all these side quests that we're referring to give you. Like that's the collectible that you earn is saving a Waddle Dee. The more you get, the quicker you upgrade your town and the more options you have there. And I think that that's absolutely awesome. Yeah. They're almost like a form of currency. Pretty much. Yeah. For a building unlocking. Or like you know. um, stars in Super Mario 64 or like bananas in Donkey Kong 64 where... You just unlock X amount of the game by, you know, getting more and more of this collectible. Yeah. And by the way, when you unlock the, the Waddle D, the delivery service, man, the, the there's a lot of codes. Definitely. For a lot of goodies. I mean, they, they had some codes they gave us when you finished the demo. Mm-hmm. And then they had some more I saw on the news, like the, the Switch news tab. They had some codes on one of the random articles. You what know? do they give you? I haven't actually used this at all. Uh, a bunch of them give coins. Do they give like, you any you know, costumes or anything? I don't think anything like okay, that. All right. Most of it's like the star coins, rare stones, things like that. Nice. Like, uh, but there. Uh, just I wanted to point out to everybody that if you look up codes, like for the deliver, you know, the Kirby's version of Mystery Gift, there's a lot, man. There's actually a lot of active codes. You should look into that. If yeah, you I will. It. That's awesome. 
and I'm sure you don't have to finish the demo. I don't think everybody's code specific. It's it's like very obvious phrases. Kirby I did, things, I did you finish know. the demo though. Yeah. Just for anybody who didn't, maybe, you know, they yeah, could get definitely. the same code redemption. Uh, but Waddle D Town is kind of like <clears throat> not fully there, but it's on that Chow Garden wavelength. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. It's it's just a cozy home base. Yeah, there's and there's a few games that I love with a game mechanic of like upgrading your your port town or your base town, and that gives you more features. It's a lot like um, Loop Hero, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of upgrade. Right. I mean, it it really has some of that same some of that vibe to it. That's a good point, huh? Yeah, the. As you progress through the game, your home base kind of develops. Yeah, you level up your camp, and that unlocks certain yep. features for you. Going to going to Waddle D Town almost feels familiar. It almost feels like going to Mushroom Kingdom on Odyssey. You know. Yep. Maybe it's just a natural feeling. I don't know. Definitely. But they definitely made that uh, as what what is kind of like a new new place for Kirby. It kind of made it feel nostalgic, though. Yeah, in at least the Kirby games I've never played, Kirby's never had like a base of operations. Like it always felt like yeah, he was just I, out questing through this world. And I know we we talked about how we don't like to use the word gimmick in certain situations. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, I, I feel like so many of the 3D more recent Kirby games have always had some type of gimmick or some some caveat. You know, so something to it that was like kind of diverged from the original Kirby formula mm -hmm. in a non-drastic to mildly drastic way. This is so true to the flat Kirby formula in yeah. a 3D space is beautifully done. When you play as Kirby, I mean, he's never felt this intuitive. Even beyond like playing him in Smash, this is just like, you know, he's got a dodge mechanic uh, I was thinking about the fastest ways to travel in this game. Oh, you know, I, I think spamming B on the needle, the, the needle curvy, <laughs> something about that makes you go really fast. Yeah. I realized that yesterday, actually. Because I was like, whenever you start it up, you just like boost forward, you know? So I started mm -hmm. spamming B and I just kept boosting. I'm yep. like, oh, I wonder if this is optimal for travel. And then, and you're killing anything. Absolutely. Uh, just got to watch they don't are, catch you in between... In between roles. Absolutely. The, uh, I wanted to ask you, man, what, what would you consider your favorite ability? That's tough. That's really That's tough. That's really tough. I, I hate to put you on the spot like that. Mm. I can tell you... Uh, on any 2D Kirby that's on, I used to be a sword boy. Sword is a good one. Yes. I love the, the line of the boomerangs. The second boomerang is really good. Um, the one that just stays and spins. Absolutely. I like that a lot. Um, I don't know. I've, I've always I'm a, enjoyed I'm a the big fire. fire boy. Oh yeah. I've always enjoyed Same the fire moment. and I've always enjoyed ice as well. Mm -hmm. um, the cool thing about ice in this game is that you actually skate around and I think you move faster you're, than his <laughs> traditional running speed. Have you done the you ice treasure road? Yes. It's like a mechanic to jump with that. Like, Dude, yeah. yes. The, the skating is so 
It's its it, own. Like, it's got its own like set of speed and jump and everything mechanics. When I first realized it, you know, like the, when I first picked up the ice pickup, that's such a beautiful touch because mm-hmm. you know that it's very unique to the other ones. Not you know you're not used to them affecting mobility, right? Uh, but in this case, man, I, like I said, I, I do feel like it, it's faster to to skate than it is even to run. Mm-hmm. But. It's hard picking favorite abilities. It All is. of them, I, especially I when you start right evolving now. them and you start seeing the the potential of them. You yeah, know? and I I'm really curious to see what some of them look like when upgraded. Especially, I think they said they go they go up to level four. Did I imagine that? Was it four? I don't know. I feel if like it's they four, go up I to thought it was four. I thought it was three. So I'm I'm I'd be shocked if it was four. That's wild. I can't remember, but either way, even if it is just three, just seeing what the max upgrades of some of these abilities turns out to be is going to be really exciting. Even when I upgraded the uh, fire to the volcano, that shit is crazy, bro. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so strong. (laughs) It's like, it's not a mild uh, upgrade. It's a serious upgrade. It turns, it's a completely different mechanic at that point. That's why I think think it was final form. (laughs) They let you go back if you want, which I really like as well. There's some variability to it. Yeah. Uh, the The level design on this game, I think, is something that needs praise. Definitely. I think these levels are very well designed. That they bring it in very steadily. They show they show off a lot of right when you you know like that that dynamic mm-hmm. like we talked about going walking up to the mall, seeing how big it is compared to Kirby's. That's kind of like when you first wash up on the beach. It's the same. You know, yeah, you get the scale of how big everything around you is. And it's uh, funny, man, that that very first level when you wash up on the beach and you're just going straight north. All I could think about was Crash Bandicoot, because that's like literally the same exact way that the first Crash Bandicoot starts. Like, oh, yeah, it's like the exact same. So I was getting some serious deja vu from that. No shit. Yeah. But um. I didn't yeah, think no, about I completely crash. agree. The game, the levels, at least so far, they're linear, right? Like there is a start point and end point and you are on, for the most part, one path with the exception. There's exceptions, right? Obviously. But for the most part, it is a linear progression, but there, everything branches drastically at times and there's a lot of variability to the side paths and everything and it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a railroad, even though the the level sh- layout is linear. It doesn't feel forced like you you have the the freedom to explore, which I really, really feel like they've hit a good balance with that. Yeah, it's a lot more environmental than something like uh, like Super Mario 3D World. You know, what I mean, there, there was there was a lot of environmental things in the game, but I feel like there's environment everywhere in this game, mm-hmm. uh, except maybe, you know, Treasure Road kind of it, it exists as its own abyss or different dimension. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. But other than that, you know, uh, the they went with such a fantastic art direction for the game. And really, that art direction was keeping it true. Mm-hmm. Just polishing what they already had. I'm glad that they don't ever deviate like that's my that's my favorite thing about this game is that they stayed so true to kirby yeah it feels uh, like a kirby game through and through like you would never mistake it for anything else 
Yep. Like I said before, you can explain the mechanics of Kirby's Adventure on NES. And you you basically could play that game and then jump into this game and figure it out very quickly. Mm-hmm. If Definitely. you're familiar, even with that. You know, uh, the the mechanics are basic, but here they add new elements. I mean, now Kirby's got a dodge roll. You know, well, we talked about that earlier with the um, with the with, you know the boss. Like it, once you get that timing down, it's cool. It's like you know Kirby suddenly is on some Dark Souls shit. You know, he's dodging, he's countering. Yeah, uh, they the bosses are something they deserve praise for as well, man. I feel like they really made these big boss battles pretty big it I was mean, like it, a breath of the wild vibe when the boss came out yeah they, they really they're trying to show the scale kirby is such a little small fellow you yeah. know what i'm saying and everything is very large i mean you got the scope of that when you're going through the mall and like the you know the boss like kind of just crashes in and grabs you you see how big he is looking in through the window you know mm-hmm. uh, so they do a real a really good job with just that scale of everything being so gigantic, you know? Yeah. And they do a good job packing these games with content, dude. I agree. Because you probably would have enough of a game without the treasure roads if you just went straight through the levels. You'd probably be more than Definitely. Pleased. You would never even have an expectation for a different element. But it's like every two seconds you're unlocking two new treasure road challenges. Yeah, almost every, every like, level it feels like. Yeah. Yep. Which are integral to you evolving your abilities because you need those those stars you get, you know. Yeah. So it kind of make it kind of drives people to get good at the mechanics of the game because you require a currency from these challenges. Yep, and it's it's its own specific currency that unlocks you um, stuff in in Waddle Town, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, I think so. Uh, the thing about Kirby and the Forgotten Land Tyler's I could go on about it all day. Yeah. The soundtrack, so, uh, man, it, I just cannot get some of the music from this game out of my head. It just gets wedged in there. They put a lot of love and care into the music. And they and they put a lot of love and care into Kirby's music in general. They recently dropped um a video with some of that orchestra footage of them performing some Kirby mm. music for the, you know, his anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh like the music is absolutely fantastic. I mean, the, the type of it deserves a type of fanfare that like the Mario Orchestra even, you know, did for Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I love when they put serious effort and serious talent into the music for these games because they really deserve it, and it's appreciated. Definitely. I mean, it, you know, none of these none of these scores we get are, are unappreciated. It's all you know. Music to our ears, literally and figuratively. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. But uh, any thoughts you wanted to throw in about the game, man? I mean, it, it, I think our feelings are clear, but uh, I think we've touched on just about everything I wanted to talk about. I mean, the the collectibles are one thing before we close out. Melee vibes all day long. Oh, like the trophies and everything. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You love that. I do. I do. And I notice there's like 49 or so available, but that just says volume one. I feel like th- that leaves room for there to be multiple volumes of collectibles. Absolutely. And I think we'll, as we get later into the game, and maybe even more stuff will come out in the future. Like 
we'll see some really interesting trophies available. Yeah, I could see some type of DLC at some point also. I think that's almost a given at this point. Like, I don't think we're going to see many AAA games without DLC for, for you know, the near future. Like, yeah, I think that, you know, if there is content that can be offered for a premium, like, why not do it? I think that's kind of the, the mentality, you know. Definitely. It is what uh, it but is. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, to grinding through this game enjoying every second of it uh and i have so far i mean it's fantastic man the the co-op is it's great deserves it's amazing dude waddle d feels like a real character who has like some play like completely different mechanics than kirby but not unsatisfying to play with very fun to play paired up with kirby definitely it's it's a great mixture so uh and it's cool that you can just pick up whenever co-op also. Yeah, definitely Luigi's could, Mansion con- vibe on that for sure. Yep. It has continue or it has continue co-op or you can just go to Waddle D Town and just pick him up there. You can you, know, you can up. co-op straight in the level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also an option it seems where you could talk to him though. I guess that's whenever you're not co-op and he's yeah. standing there like a like an NPC. Yeah. But uh but yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it for me. I really Really big fan of the game. Um, you know, my fiance, who's a big Kirby fan, uh, she is loving the game. Um, so, yeah, we're going to keep keep playing it, keep grinding it out. And anything Same else here, that's surprising we find, we'll make sure we talk about here. Definitely, bro. But uh, I don't know if you're intimidated or excited or how you're feeling, but we'll call it excitement. Uh, it's time to get into the excitement of Volume 1 of the Star Road Hall of Fame. Big, now, big things happening here, Sterling. Big things. This is the first five. So, so you see, there's always going to be room for more, but the first five is a big thing. Yep. So how about I put the curse of you starting... On to you. All right. I would like to hear your first All right. entry. So no honorable mentions this time. We just went clean cut. It's five. Five goats. And, and I, don't, I don't even think the, the order matters. It honestly. doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. They're all in the pantheon, like you said earlier. Absolutely. Um, but my number five, the first thing I want to talk about, already mentioned it this episode. So, so excited to have it. Super Mario World, Super Nintendo, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's the greatest, you know, 2D Mario experience there is. You, you know, people will argue for that versus SMB3. I think that you can make a case either way. Um, For my money, Super Mario World, that's my, that's my only Mario game, you know, my only pure Mario game on this list. That's my number one in the Star Road Hall of Fame on my side, Sterling. I knew it was coming, and I agree with the pick. And uh, we could really just talk about both of our picks because I'm going to go in first with the perfect time and with Super Mario Bros. 3. Unbelievable. The only... Well, 
I'm not going to get with... Let's, let's talk about the Mario thing. We wouldn't have gotten to Super Mario World if it wasn't for 3. No question. 3 was the... We always talk about World being the logical next step. And if you would have asked me when I was a kid, World... I mean, World is aeons above everything, right? But as an adult, I have a supreme appreciation for 3. And I can't shake it. I just think it's fantastic. I think it's the game where Mario finally got the world of Mario finally found. Became what it is. Like, became, yes. Yeah. It just, it finally realized. Because, I mean, you know, you got Super Mario Bros., the first one. It is what it is. You know? And it's amazing. But it's primitive and mm-hmm. Mario hasn't really gained personality. The world hasn't gained that personality yet. Yep. Lost Levels slash Japan SMB2. No mechanical... Same representation. Yeah, no mechanical difference. It's just a much harder, more trolley game of the same... And the American, the American 2 was a whole nother game. That was an entirely different game that yeah. was almost like a black sheep uh, just because it was so incredibly different. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Mario too, but I, you know I'm a big fan of that game. Three is when they really, truly hit the absolute sweet spot, I and agree. World is just a logical next step. And they're they're the Mario games that main series Mario games that deserve to be on the three and World. Fame. I completely agree. Three and World. I there if there were two Hall of Famers for the main line, main line. That's the that, that's it. I actually chewed on sixty four and Odyssey for my list. I even thought um, I thought about them as well, but I also thought about Galaxy. Now that's not first Hall of Fame, no per se. But in I the really future, do think ga- most of these will probably make it in. Yeah, Galaxy brought something to the table that I think was special. I don't know. Playing it later on and not early. Yeah. But uh, I know you got another one for us, Tyler. So how about you fire it off? Mm. So far, we've got Super Mario World and Super Mario Bros. 3. The next one is going to be Age of Empires 2. And I've talked about this as recently as last episode. I'm pretty sure this was on my list um, for that episode. So I don't want to spend all day talking about this game, even though I could. But... This game is from 99. The community is still active. The game is still receiving new content, new updates, new revisions. To this day, they actually just came out with DLC um, recently, and I think there's more in the pipeline still for a game that's 23 years old. So for me, it's always been there, and it always will be. Age of Empires 2. Timeless. Got to shout it out. I'm loving it. I'm here for it. And I'm going to throw my PC pick out since you came with the PC like pick. And it's Quake. Quake. It's Quake. Absolutely. I mean, yep. I, if this wasn't on your list, I would have been very confused. It's got to go in the Hall of Fame. Mine, the Hall of Fame, whatever Hall of Fame it is. This is our, this is the podcast Hall of Fame. It's for everyone. Oh, but I mean, it, but it was a major milestone in gaming period. Definitely. That's why I say that, you sure, know. Sure, yeah. Now, I found my fandom for the game a bit later on, of course. But then again, like I said, I would have never been four years old on the PC 
playing Quake when it right. came out. Yeah. There's no, that wasn't a reality in my life, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but it's never too late, like you always say, dude. That's right. And here it is in the Hall of Fame. So PC games. That's right. So we got two Mario games, two PC games. Yep. That's where we're at. My next one's a GameCube game. Oh. Super Smash Bros. Melee. Super Smash Bros. Melee, dude. This, I told you I had a list of 10 or so. Melee was on that list of 10 or so. I mean, it, you know. A lot of these are going to be like collaborative in our minds. And this is definitely a, a case of that. Yeah, all of mine, this is really like the pinnacle, like you said, of, of no particular order. Because this, my list of five could literally be in any order whatsoever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I mean, what is there to say? It's the, it's, it's for a game from 2001, two years newer than Age of Empires, by the way, uh, that is also still played to this day and does not receive any content updates, does not receive any support from its uh, parent company whatsoever, and still continues to thrive despite that, which is almost more impressive than Age of Empires because Microsoft has picked back up with the game whereas Nintendo as far as we know other than them sending out cease and desists uh, you know they don't acknowledge the game's existence um, so yeah that's pretty much it man I think that's a, impressive that the community still continues to play this game you know, 21 years later, I mean, it's a, a lifetime, you know, for some people. Definitely. Uh, like you said before, I mean, it's the reason that the GameCube controller is still being manufactured. Yep. I mean, it's it's like the sole reason, yep. basically. Uh, so it speaks volumes for the game, and it's just one of the many reasons why it should be in the Hall of Fame, brother. Yeah, and I recently found out that there's a bar near me that does weekly um, ultimate and melee tournaments. You texted me that. Yeah, yeah. so I hmm. am very out of practice on all of the above, but... Um, hey, we should get some practice in, dude. You can bring the mute too. Dude, I'm ready anytime, man. I'm, I'm, I'm always down to smash anytime. <laughs> What's your number three, that's, Sterling? That, that's a good clip right there. Yeah. Oh, now I want to make a soundboard just because you said that. Mm. Um, there had to be a 3D console platformer on the first round of entries. Yeah, I don't have one. I have zero shame and zero regret in selecting Ape Escape as that 3D console platformer. That's a great pick. I feel like if you know, you just know. Ape Escape is a fantastic game. Yeah. I, I, I think it has aged gracefully. It was the beginning of, uh, ba I mean, basically the beginning of dual stick gaming on a television. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know how else to put it, uh, but what a, what a beginning it was. It's just, it's just a game I hold in such high regard. Uh, and it's in the Hall of Fame. How about that, brother? You, you know pick. I love Ape Escape. I mean, you, you know what it is. I I, I've talked about the game enough. Yeah, but it's a great pick, man. I think that's an awesome pick. It just screams Hall of Fame to me. 
my number two is probably the most infamous game between you and I. My two and my one are. You know hmm. what it is. Just say it. Do I know what it is off top? That's another GameCube game originally. Only for a Nintendo GameCube. Resident Evil 4. Has to be. Sometimes I don't pick things for certain segments because I know Tyler's going to pick them. This <laughs> may or may not have been one of them. What can but I say about is, this game, dude? This is This is the most iconic game that we have probably... I mean, this... And, and, you know, what is going to end up being my number one uh, cumulatively makes up probably 75% of our friendship, like just in volume of conversation. Um, it's wild, dude. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, this game, there's very few games where if it exists on a system, I have to own it for that system if I own the system. No exceptions, like nothing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I own this on like three, four different platforms, easy. And, you know, I, it's just one of the greatest games ever made at the base level. Absolutely. In my I mean, mind. I, I, <clears throat> there's few games I've played through as many times as that game. Definitely. Uh, particularly on Pro. I feel like you and I just have... That's my base. Like, that's my base where I want to be. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. If you know anything about us, you know it belongs here. The next one uh, I wanted to bring up. We're going a bit further back, but I feel like I'd, I'd be doing an injustice to myself and the legacy of this podcast if I didn't bring Tetris up. Uh, in my case, it was the Game Boy, but I'd like to include the NES version. Uh, you know, Tetris in any iteration uh, in its definitive form. I just consider its definitive form to be Game Boy and NES. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Tetris DS being possibly the ultimate Tetris experience. That was, a, that was an amazing game. Absolutely. But just Tetris in general, it's the first game I played. Um the second game I played is probably going to be on the next five, <laughs> but uh, Tetris had to be on this just for the legacy. Great pick, man. I mean, that's that's like the definition of what this list is. It's what got me into gaming, man. A lot of people could say that too. And it's so funny because at the time, uh, you know, it, it's not like I was alive for the launch of the game boy right. of the dmg so this was a few years old it was after I mean? the fact yeah absolutely but it still so hit you in the same way as if it would, had come out that day yeah so i had a bit of a, a lag on my exposure you know i might be a bit more of an old head than other people our age because of that mm -hmm. you know yeah definitely but because of it tetris is on the list well I'll go ahead and get my number one out there. Pokemon Gold and Silver. This is the, the like, somehow even more than Resident Evil 4, like the, the core of our friendship. I mean, this is what what our friendship is built on, right? Like from, from kindergarten, first grade onwards. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these are games that still are good to me to this day. I mean, I could pick up and play... 
Gen 2 at any point um, and feel comfortable with it. I recently started Absolutely. playing through Heart Gold again, um, which is is great. It's not the it's not the same, right? Like you know, not even to be like a Gen One or or you know, a, a, a like you know, even though it's Gen Two, you know what I mean, like that sort of mindset of it. But there's something yeah. about the music and the graphics of the original Gen Two games that hits me in such a special place because it. It's so raw, but it's so high quality. You know what I mean? Definitely. And and I feel like, you see, I'm a Game Boy lover. I mean, that's always going to be just the, the, the DMG and just the, the old Game Boys are always going to be like my favorite devices. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like, like silver and gold and just those two games are just the best experience you could ask for on a game boy definitely i'm so uh, excited to see what those games look like on the super game boy I w- that's literally what i was going to close off the gold and silver talk with was uh as soon as you get that you've got to pop in pokemon tcg and you've got to pop, pop i didn't realize in gold, tcg silver, was a dmg game TCG. I've I've tried to tell you this before. It is a D a, D, a DMG. I know about gold and silver, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but absolutely, it's one of those black cartridges, and uh, it actually has a special border on the Super Game Boy, like a custom border for I trading card wait. game. I have to play that. Yeah, so it, it's going to look better than it ever has, and it's going to have a custom border that any of the games for Game Boy, if you look on them, that have the uh, they have a, a game pack type of label on them. It says something about like Super Game Boy, you know. Uh, they're enhanced on it. That's awesome. So like, see, I have Donkey Kong for Game Boy. Mm-hmm. That's one of like the prime examples of a game that like the definitive way to play it is on the Super Game Boy. They they make it to where the true graphical potential lies within the Super Game Boy for certain games. That's so on hype. Game Boy. I didn't even like. Yeah. I didn't even realize this. So I, I I definitely still have my my. There's copy actually of, custom custom borders on the Super Game Boy. Yeah, like I didn't know that. A lot of presets you could draw on the screen, like there's a lot of there's features to the Super Game Boy. That's awesome. It's really yeah. It's really not just like like when you play the Game Boy game, you kind of have like a menu. I can't so, wait to try it out. I've never I've never used one in my life. I have there's never. There's reason that it's like my favorite accessory. Dude. Yeah, it's, well, I'm really it's excited. The, I have one. The TV Game Boy. You should be excited. But uh, does this leave just my number one? It sure does. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. The one thing that I am going to have to track down <laughs> for my for my collection. This is one that I'm going to be honest with you, Tyler. This is the... Super Nintendo game that you have got to own. I don't have a way to if, play if it you, beyond emulation otherwise. And, and, and it's so funny I say that even without that being the case. But yeah. And I, and I said it before. Uh, before, when I tried to emulate the game just be, just to play it on, on an emulator. I mean, I own the, the cartridge. But I was playing it on an emulator. I, I felt like every time I'd try to play it on a ROM, it would freeze somewhere at uh, Boomer's Castle. Mm. I don't know what's up with that. Not sure. Uh, I would yeah. rather just play the original. But it, it, didn't you say the cartridge is getting up there? The cartridge is like 
between 100 and 120. I'm not spending that. I'm going to have to find a deal. But that's, I, I, you have to get one without a label. <laughs> I'm not above it. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to play the game. I couldn't bring myself to get a game without a label. It depends on how good the deal is, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely am always about some personality, some wear on a cartridge, you know. Definitely. I mean, that's the uh, way to order. A tear is not so, like, or just a label missing or shredded is not something I would normally go for. But if the game is at a deep discount on something that I want that I can't reasonably like justify purchasing otherwise, you know, but I don't think I would get it on a deep enough discount to make it worth it for this yeah. particular game. It's a shame that there's no digital way to play this because this is one of the greatest games of all time. And I, it's kind of weird to look back and think that things like Pokemon, of course, but, but this game really put me into the square Enix final fantasy. Everything we talk about this game really just pulled me completely into all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this is the one and it's a perfect, it's a perfect way to do that because you have someone like me who's a child, who's a fan of Mario. Then somehow I wind up with this game. I don't even remember how I wound up with it, but I had it all through childhood, you know. I still have the copy, gladly or happily, because I'm not going to pay 120 even me. Uh, so it's just sad that there's no way to play it officially, but maybe they'll change that. Who knows? We've heard speculation, but haven't seen much official on the subject, even as Square Enix and... Nintendo have really gotten cozy with each other as of late. Like, you know, you know, it's funny. I know this is the Hall of Fame, but I wanted to randomly mention I saw they announced Kingdom Hearts 4 this morning. Oh, I was really? taking a shit. I watched the trailer. Yeah. Nice. Does it look interesting? Um, no comment. TBD. TBD. I'm not sure. I haven't played the third one. I haven't played... I have no idea what's going on in the Kingdom Hearts universe. I haven't played much of them. Um, I've played the first one a little bit and the second one a little bit. But other than that, I, I'm pretty ignorant all the way of the franchise. One, all the way through one, multiple times through Chain of Memories and a little bit of two. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Big fans of all of them that I played. But uh, the final 10 for today's entries has been laid down. Carved I mean, in stone. 10 games in the vault, dude. Yep. And it's, uh, this is one I don't think we're, we're ever going to look back and think, oh, I should have picked blank. I think this is going to be a, a pinnacle. No, you know? there's games that I know will be on the short list for the next time around, but I can't see replacing anything on this list. Never. And it makes it so interesting because not that we're going to do them frequently, but when we do do them, Every time we do one, I find we're going to surprise each other more and more. Well, yeah, because the pool gets more and more limited, right? This These 10 games are now gone. Like, like yeah, like a lot of your list is shit that would have been next round for me. Mm -hmm. RE4, I mean, Super Pokemon. RE4. Yeah. And obviously, I'm going to pick Super Mario World also, along with 3. So, you know, that's that just simplifies it, dude. It, it, it's, it's a collaborative thing, and I'm feeling pretty strongly about it. Yeah, I'm pr pretty good with it too, man. 
I also have a very nice three shot plan for today, bro. I can't wait to hear uh, it. Featuring a thing I told you about earlier that I thought you might be pretty interested in. Uh, Little Nightmares 2, a game we've talked about before. Now, usually it goes on sale, but not like this. Uh, from $29.99 to $14.99. 50% off until April 20th. Okay. So we got a few there's days a, on that. There's a demo available. I know you played the demo, though. I have. Uh, multiple yes. times. So we got 10 days left on that sale, dude. Chew on it. Think about it. It's a masterpiece. Yep. I haven't played through one yet. I have it. I have the complete edition on Switch, but I just haven't played it yet. Well, luckily, two's a prequel. Shh, so. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, Sonic Mania. I think I also mentioned that to you. Yep. Uh, and I own this we, and I bought it on a similar sale before. Yep. We, we've both p- picked this up and love the game. Uh, Sonic Mania is on sale from nineteen ninety nine to nine ninety nine. Also fifty percent off until the seventeenth. No, if, so you if you're a Sonic fan, that. you've already got this game. But if you don't, for some reason, just get it. It's the best two D Sonic game in years. I mean, this is already known. Yeah, like if if you were to buy a Switch and you needed Sonic you're like on I need one, one Sonic game on my Switch to play, Sonic this Mania. is the one. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh. And last on the three shop, Picross S Genesis and Master System Edition. I think I brought this game up recently. Uh, it's on sale from $9.99 to $7.99, 20% off until the 21st. 11 days left on that. There's also a demo available for all of these Picross games I've talked about. Uh, but I think this is a great one to get started if anybody was ever interested because of the Sega Genesis Master System thing. Uh, it's cool because you're working towards kind of like unlocking all these game-specific sprites, like models of random mm. items and stuff from Genesis games you recognize, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool that they, they have a themed Picross game where you like every puzzle, it's not, you know, a lot of the times it's random objects and random things. This one is like this from that game. Yeah, that's awesome. Ring, you know, like uh, energy pickup from Sonic and things like that, you know? And that's the three shot, brother. And I think that's the episode. It's been a real one, man. We did a whole Hall of Fame today, man. We did. We did. I feel good about it. I feel good about it, too. Um, it, well, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, please send them along to starroadpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find our videos on YouTube. Uh, feel free to like the video, comment on the video. Subscribe to our channel and ring the bell. Did I get all of that, Sterling? I think you covered just about everything there is to cover, Tyler. Um, And yeah, that's going to bring us to the end, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to wish peace and love to everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.